You ever been baptized in beer? Uh, plenty of times. No, you sure? So, remember that time on St. Patrick's Day we saw the t-shirts? Yeah. And this one white guy said, All right, I'll buy three shirts if he shotguns this beer. Right <laughs> if you, he pointed at the one short guy. If you, if he shotguns this beer right now, I'll buy all of us a t-shirt. The green shirts. Yeah. I felt like he was trying though. We we both looked at him. He was like, I'll do it. You better shotgun that motherfucking beer. Good. Yo, shouts out shouts out to you, Chef. You know who you are. and you know what this is. This is episode 49 of Three Piece Set Podcast. Reporting live from Dead End Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? We're enjoying nice sunny weather. It's not raining right now. For once. For fucking once, dog. Like <laughs> two days in a row? Oh my god. I mean, I at, at the at the very least we I get it on the weekends. The, exactly. I mean, the, I mean, the, like the last, the last like month at the very least, because I mean, that's cool if you're off, but some niggas work on the weekends, all fucking day. <laughs> but you know, this isn't the triggered podcast. Um. <laughs> that Drake line really resonated with you, huh? What Drake line? Working every weekend like usual. <laughs> I just flipped the switch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um. As you can probably tell, there's a few voices missing. Uh, Sassy and Shannon aren't here today. They are, they are MIA. They are on injury reserve for the week. You know what I'm saying? We put them on ice. You know, but we brought in some replacements. We got the homie. Let's go, Ugo. What's good? What's good? You know, reporting in, and we got the big brother. Yes, sir. Jamil himself. Like, what's good? What up? What up? <laughs> Long time listener and supporter. You know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You know the fucking vibes. Oh yeah. Coolest nigga in the world. No? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's bad when all your friends like your older brother more than they like you. Damn, that's rough. Damn, that's. <laughs> like you said, this, this, isn't, this isn't the trigger part. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this man like five times ever. That's why we're trying to figure out where he is. I mean, you can go get him and then, you know, stay where he was. And then you... Absence make the heart grow fonder. Uh... I feel that sometimes you just gotta pull up with the mysterious energy. Like this chick at my job was asking me more about me. I was like, nah, you don't need all this this background story. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an open book. I'm not a novel. I'm not a Netflix adaptation. Just treat me like an NPC. <laughs> you feel me? You get a couple quests. You dip out. That's what it is. But shit. Speaking of Netflix adaptations, has anybody watched Altered Carbon? I have. You have? Uh, have you watched season two? I, I started it uh, uh, two days ago. Like, yeah. First couple episodes. Yeah. I'm digging it so far. You fucking with it? I'm fucking with it. I can tell, like, these two seasons where they're set in the same universe, they have, like, very different elements. Like, the first season is more of a... Um, it's more of your traditional cyberpunk style, like, you know, they're in this neo, this neon lit city, you know what I'm saying? There's hella, like, ads and AIs, and like, oh, okay, we gotta stop this corporation, corporations are bad, blah, say, blah. This season is more of a take on, like, um, like, the colony planets, like, the people that you ship off to, like, start a new world and build a new vision, you know what I'm saying? You gotta deal with their consequences. Kind of like Blade Runner. Yeah. It's like this. This is Blade Runner, but it's uh, fundamentally different because it deals with a lot of uh, things. Like, what is a soul? What is a spirit? Like, what is what is mind and human consciousness? You know, what I'm saying, is it this fucking chip that's in the back of your neck? Is it this? Is it your personality that gets downloaded onto a cloud? You know, what I'm saying. Wait, isn't the season starting a black guy? Yeah, Anthony Mackie's 
he he's take he's taking on the mantle of uh, Takashi Kovach. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, so he's he's a that's Japanese. Such, that's such an odd name. He's a Takashi Kovach. He's a Japanese man with a who had Born a white Poland? dad. Eastern yeah, European. Yeah, so it, it kind of shows like the world that they're in. Like I'm not gonna say racism doesn't exist, but it's more so like they look at bodies very differently. Like so, like your 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 first body is called like your birth sleeve. It's just it's just another vessel for you to carry your consciousness. So this season, there's a black man who's Asian, but he's a black man that's yeah. shipped off to a different foreign colony <laughs> to work. No, he's not working. He's looking. Okay, so this season he's spending this. Season, <laughs> so, so this so this season isn't an allegory for slavery. Is what you're telling me. It's all an allegory for slavery. It's it's an allegory for slavery, colonization, rebellion. Uh, it it has a lot of those elements like mixed in. Is the big bad a white man? The big bad is there's a few actually. So one of them is a white man, definitely. Right, one of them is a I see you Netflix. a white woman, if you will, brother. Okay. And she's really she's she's holding the dog by his leash. You know what I'm saying? He put she put a collar on this oh, man. Break it down, brother. Break it down. Okay, I'm I'm you, you gonna overstand me before it's over, brother. Nah, 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 nah. See, and then the other villain is a mysterious shadow figure. I don't want to spoil nothing for you, brother. And none of the listeners at home now. Nah. You feel me? Uh, kind of, sorta. But basically, they mentioned they made mention in the first season that the technology to build the stacks, which is what they store their personalities and their consciousness on, um, came from aliens mm-hmm. called the Elders that nobody really ever met. It was more so they just left this technology behind, aka the ancient Egyptians, huh, brother? Exactly. We're going back to Comet, brother. So One fish, to comment Exactly. See this brother spitting. He knows. <laughs> but um So this season dives more into where that kind of technology came from. They're on a like you know, they're on this mining planet. Mm. And uh Oh, so he's working in the fields. <laughs> yeah, this brother's out here working. So he gets this he gets contracted by a new uh a new rich person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "All right, here's this new sleeve. It's upgraded. You know what I'm saying? It has it has these cool powers and abilities and shit. You know what I'm saying? This is that high class." And it was like, "It can right. jump now. It can jump. <laughs> you feel me? Mm. This nigga got handles." <laughs> <laughs> So he gets that, um, and he's basically he's looking for his girlfriend. Like he's trying to he's trying to get his chick back. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's what Future sung back. Whoa! I'm gonna get my bitch back. Whoa! Uh, so it actually gets deeper than that. I actually finished the season today. Uh, the first episode for me, I'm like, damn, this wasn't as strong as the first episode of season one. It was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's slowly like, since it's a different type of story that they're telling, the first one's like a murder mystery. Yeah. This one's like a let me hunt this chick down, then let me solve the puzzle on what's going on with her and this mysterious force. So this like a self-contained season. Like, do I need to watch season one to understand what's going yes. on? Season yeah, two? yeah, it'll make it, it makes it a lot better because there's so many things from his past that they touched on in season one that they dive into in uh, in depth for this season. Like his training, like uh, like it, like the whole relationship with his sister, and then his uh, his girlfriend, and then even with the AI that's helping him out, like he has this whole arc that seems unimportant, but it ends up coming back and being important in the end. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Like 
as opposed to that second Star Wars movie where it's like, yeah, listen, Finn off to go fucking find this hacker dude that has that doesn't Zero have shit to do, to do with the story. Nothing to do with the story. I'm like, you're going to put a filler arc in a fucking movie? That doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, you, you know, how, huh? 70% of what I listen to and what I look at on TV, y'all put me on <laughs> this podcast. Really? We're the put on podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah also, that's one on. of our AKAs. Yeah. We need po- we need podcast AKAs. Mm-hmm. Not for us, but for the podcast in, in and of itself. We're this is the white woman podcast mm-hmm. where we name white women. Mm-hmm. This is the put on podcast where we put you on, brother. Uh, uh, I thought y'all advocate for white women on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just named them. We just named uh, them. Jessica Chastain. Oh fuck. Okay. Sometimes I have a clue. This From three. no clue. Christina Hendricks. <laughs> Bang! Oh, <there> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, Ju- came Julia Fox. Oh, oh. I feel like you're naming porn stars now. <laughs> <laughs> y'all never? Uh, y'all didn't see Uncle James? Yeah, yeah, I seen Uncle James. I, did, I haven't seen it. Uh, look, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to go watch that movie. Yeah. What did what y'all think about Uncut Gems? I loved it. You loved it. It was chaotic. It was I, very. It's. it's I love like, some good chaos, man. Yeah, I'm saying Uncut Gems like one big, almost anxiety attack. Yep. And then also like a nigga you just can't stop, because like he was um, Adam Sandler's character. He's like just love gambling. He's like all right. As soon as he got some money, he's gonna figure out a way to gamble it. Flip it. Yeah. It's like all right. Yes, you just you might have just gave me fifty thousand dollars, but I'm gonna go bet all of this money. And we can come in and bring two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Say, huh? Or huh? and it's like he we could he, lose it all. Like all right. at one point, he ends up in the back of a trunk. <clears throat> yeah. At, at, at like his daughter's play, naked, naked, and his wife had to come out and get him out the trunk out the trunk of their car. He was probably fully erect that whole time. It's like this is this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is how I win. Yeah, and he just and he just doesn't stop. And like the worst part. Burn me with your cigarette. Like, the, all right, uh, spoiler alert. But like, the worst part of the movie is like he finally like, he he's constantly losing every single time. And he mm-hmm. finally at the end of the movie he wins. And then you know, <coughs> shit goes to shit. You're right. That's it's like it's like this nigga just could, could never catch a break. Shit that went the last fifteen minutes of the movie is like the most stressful. Like yeah. I left the the movie theater with like my my armpits were sweating. I was like, damn, like what's going on? Like like the Shafty brothers, I like their movies just because like everything is stressful. Like from mm-hmm. the jump. What else did they do? Um, damn, I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, there was, oh man. It'll come to me. It'll come to me later. This is the interview podcast. <laughs> It'll come to me later. But there, there was another movie they did. It was kind of like the same setup, like distress all through the movie unnecessarily. Um, the weekend makes a cameo. <laughs> like the movie. What's set- he doing below? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he does, he doing below with Adam Sandler's girlfriend, and then they get into a fight. His mistress. Yeah. Adam Sandler's mistress. His mistress. Oh yeah, that's that's a difference. Yeah. Um, the movie set in 2012. Um, mm-hmm. Cash outs in the movie. While Cash Out's like they wait, wait, yeah, right. Cash Out's in the movie. It's like, oh yeah, Cash Out's like the biggest rapper because you know this is like uh, is this based on Cash Out? Is this based on the true story? Trinidad James is in the movie. Trinidad James in the movie. They are actual like big time jewelers like uh, Flawless and um, what's the other buddy name? But like Johnny Dang? No, nah, he's not in it. Ben but Ball? like no, Ben Baller actually isn't in this movie. They said they they wanted him to be in it, but he had he had to work or something, so he wasn't he couldn't be in it. But yeah, so. 
it's you see a lot of Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett actually does a really good performance. No, he did. As as far as like, was he acting? <laughs> no, he was. No, he, he was, was being himself. himself but being like, himself. just the full intensity of Kevin Garnett. I mean, that's it, that's not a performance. <laughs> no, but it's like as if Kevin Garnett was trying to play himself. In a yeah. movie, if, if that makes sense, like it, it's not just like hey, did, just show up and scream. Did he did he quote his famous line? No. No, no, he did not. Anything's possible. Oh, no, this, this no, is no. set during the 2012. I you were going to say about how. Oh, well, let's say some Cheerios. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That's what I mean, that was. I mean, I would have taken that. Yeah, but it, it is set during the, 20, the 2012 um, playoffs. playoffs when yeah. they played in the Sixers. Yeah, first round. Yeah, I think. Go on. No, no, go ahead. I said, I think uh, Kevin Garnett was giving an interview when he said, Yeah, I'm playing myself, but it's weird when they're on set and they say in cut because they don't think I'm being myself enough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would say that in this situation. He was like, what? We want you to nigger it up a little bit. Yeah, more. someone coaching you that play yourself in a movie? How could they possibly know? <laughs> Has Kevin Garnett done anything else? No. Like, is, it, is, it, is anybody is, watching Kevin Garnett interviews? Outside of a couple commercials. He, this is his first movie. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was really good. Mike, was really right, good. Uh, Mike Francesco was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need no. a diet coke. <laughs> this is like a movie full of cameos, and I can say this is probably Adam Sandler's best acting performance. Yeah, yeah. which is why I can see why he was upset. Like, damn, I couldn't get an Oscar. I mean, was the movie great enough for an Oscar? That's like debatable. But as far as like a uh, nomination, yes. Yeah, like would you? Yeah, that's probably all he wanted. Was from what you expect of an Adam Sandler movie, this is heads and tails product placement better. Was there yeah. product? Yeah, was, was there product placement? All of his movies have product placement. Yeah, I just can't remember. It probably was, but it's 2012, so it's like no. There was a, a I guess we can't consider a, Merced, a Bentley yeah. truck uh, product placement, but mm-hmm. yeah. But like, Keith Sandler produced this one too. Everything. This was his one of his movies, or it was something he acted in. He acted in it. Acted in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stanfield, he he was also played a different role. He was just a nigga. Yeah. This is like, all right, yeah, you can play, you can just be a nigga. He's he's you know he's a kind of pigeonholed to that weird black guy role. Yeah. <laughs> this, is him, this is literally him just being. I mean, like, he did Snoop Dogg. That was him, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, that was him. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that nigga just like disappeared for three days, and like Adam Sandler was hitting up, and then like when he finally got out to him, he's like, "Bro, why you sweat me?" I'm like, "Nigga, you've been missing for three days with my diamond." What yeah. you mean? <laughs> my, <laughs> I mean, diamonds are forever. So million, three days, what's that? My di- my diamond worth five hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that. Yeah. He's just gonna disappear with it for three days. No, no calls, no texts. He was putting it on Instagram. <laughs> And then Adam Sandler, he's basically like showing like the whole side of a hustle. He was like, yeah, I mean, he was, he was selling niggas fake watches and fake chains and stuff like that. But like just to get out of debt, like someone owed him like, oh, you owe, I owe you $10,000. Hey, I don't have it on me in cash, but here's a $12,000 Rolex. Just take this. Just just, just take it. He pawned uh, Kevin Garnett's 2008 championship ring. Mm. That's just that's, be. that's collateral. <laughs> you, you know what a side note, you know a movie I watched this morning? It's kind of like that. You ever saw Mo Money? Yeah. Oh, with uh, uh, Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damon that, 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 this, the side hustle and the pawn that, that just made me think about that. I watched that this morning. Damn, have I seen that? My wife was like, what is that? I was like, that's Mo Money. It's Mo Money, Mo Money, Mo Money. Yeah. I remember that it's scene. A classic. I don't remember the movie, though. You remember? We got to go back and watch it. Was that Stacey Dash? Yep, Stacey Dash. Oh, yeah, that's when she was problem. real fine. Oh, before she was a conservative before Republican? She was conservative. She was gorgeous. Yeah, it's ninety six. Yeah, well, was this before or after Clueless? <coughs> it has to be after. after. Yeah. It was after. Yeah, she, she, got, she got a little. Yeah, she got a little bit older. 
Well, my money was uh, two. No, no, no. no it was, it was 90s. 90s. That's 90, 90s. Late 90s. That's before. It's a mid 90s. Was like 94. My money? Yeah, it's definitely mid 90s. Well, Clue was like 95, then, I think. Do you yeah. think it would be on the Urban Movie channel? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, that's what I saw it on this morning. Netflix is crazy. It's, it's hilarious. You might have the, to, Ur- the Urban Movie you channel. You might got to watch that. Yeah. yeah. So there's this new streaming service called the Urban Movie Channel. Um, you can buy it on uh, Amazon Prime, Roku, wow. Apple TV. They got it. That. And it's $4.99 per month or $50 for the whole year. And essentially, it's they cater to black so they have like a lot of like more money would be a movie that would be on our movie okay. channel, or like a Baby Boy or things like that. Oh fuck, of, that's on yeah, BG. Yeah, so all those like, classic black movies. Then they also give a lot of shots to up and coming writers and producers and directors. So it's so like bounce. Yeah, bounce. So it's like what Tyler Perry wants to do. Yeah, but BG if, plus. If, if if Tyler Perry had his own streaming service, if he had his own oh, writers well, room, <laughs> that's not just him. He 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 don't have. Butter <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, you could tell. I mean, he uses he reuses the same wigs, so like writers, like you know, the budget, and, you know. It's I'll never way. forget that video. He came like he was kind of showing off, and like I saw that script. This is it, bruh. <laughs> I hope that never sees the light of day. That's the name of the movie. That, it's like a TV show. It's just a bruh. Like B R U H. Bro, that yeah. shit. That shit <laughs> is in production on, right now. Just written on a page, bruh. Bruh. Like it was a script. It was like a bunch of scripts. Like you had the sisters, which is out right now, and like some like Oval uh, Office. House. Oh, Oval House. House. Okay. 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 So, it's, so bruh is probably his version of Atlanta. No, it's 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 like in production right now. I'm like the main character's best friend. <laughs> you you in it? Yeah, I'm the weird nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, nigga. Smoke too much weed, you know what I'm saying? So it's either going to be like a bad version of Atlanta or a or a god awful version of Atlanta <laughs> or an adaptation of like the Qs. And I hope it's not the latter. <laughs> Cause that's gonna go so bad. Yeah, that's that's gonna go so fast. Oh, it's gonna get they're gonna get sued. But no, but the, the Urban Movie Channel, um, they actually are giving a lot of. Let's say you have a, a movie or a TV show that you wanna that you got. You can't get the right funding. You can't right. get, you can't get a deal with Netflix. You can't get the traditional channels aren't picking you up. Um, you know, Urban Movie, the Urban Movie Channel, they will. Oh, this good. Okay, cool. We'll put it up on our. On our site, and you know, like new, like new episodes might drop every Thursday. You get a free one week trial of it. Hold up, or whatever. They'll pick up anything. Yeah, if you got like a lot of stuff, like, is like let's pitch. Yeah, let's like pitch. You got, like, literally, literally, it's like they're looking for new content. I mean, that's, and that's better content. So like stuff that goes like to a Sundance Film Festival that's made by black directors or creators that. You know, it goes to Sundance, but it, doesn't get it might get up. a buzz, but no one like wants to pay the money to pick it up. They'll say, "Okay, cool, we'll pick it up," and now you have a place. And they're trying to build their their catalog, mm. but I'm sure right now the catalog is is decent, but not like you know a lot of other big time like movies Netflix. are like, yeah. But that does raise the question, because now people have are starting these streaming services almost like people start apps. Right. Like okay, yeah, I want to start like Instagram. I start this app, it blows up. Now I'm just waiting for someone to come and buy me out, mm-hmm. or like what Snapchat could have done. Right. You but, thinking that's what the Urban Movie Channel trying to do? That's a lot of people are starting their own streaming services. Mm-hmm. Just hoping to eventually get bought out by a, a Prime or a Netflix. I look or, at uh, NBC with Peacock. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, maybe two years that's going to last, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's just trying to shoot their shot and set themselves up to get bought by other people. You know who taught them that? You know what I'm saying? 
You know who taught them? Who that? taught them that, brother? Dane Dash. <laughs> taught yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that is true. That, I, that's yeah. kind of what he was saying years ago when he went on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. Build it up and sell it. But yeah, I mean that's what they did. Yeah, I mean, Rock, he, I mean that's what that's what they did. With Rock he might be behind the Urban Movie Channel. <laughs> he he Dane Dash actually has his own streaming service. Yeah, I know. He talks about <laughs> diabetes and stuff like this. Uh-huh. Like the help. I, yeah, I watched. I saw something with him, but. Like he shot a whole movie. It was like executive produced by Kanye West. Oh, wow. It stars a bunch of rappers from Harlem. What? Hmm? Yeah, damn, that's so hit and miss. This is not Killer Season 3. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit like that. But yeah, um, that that's is. Cool. I do Check wonder. I do wonder, like, is it like, okay, cool, I have this intellectual property. I want to keep it just for strictly for like the up and coming black creatives. Or is it something like. It gets popping now. Someone just reaching for new content because that's the that's the name of the game right now. New content. Because yeah. the one thing about Peacock, if they might not, honestly, I think the whole reason NBC even made Peacock was just to take away from Netflix. Yeah, that's why I was like, because NBC at the end of the day they're a cable channel. Yeah. So it's like if Netflix is the big thing with cable, even HBO they still work with cable. Disney is still a cable channel. So it's like, oh. If we can take away from Netflix and get people going back to cable, we got to make them less powerful. Let's, yeah, so let's what, take the office. The, literally, what's the easiest way to make Netflix more powerful? You take away all the stuff Netflix had originally, you strip that away from them, and now Netflix is left to only do like their original. Bro, see, that's the thing though. Like the content that Netflix is putting out is fucking gas. Like this season of Altered Carbon, like I was yeah. saying, it's like but, but now that I finished it, I'm like, this was good. Like three, the three main characters are all black. Yeah, true. But, but it, all, it also depends on the, the cost to make those versus the cost to buy just buy the lease for the other shows. Like Netflix. Don't yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, like, Netflix yeah, is making so much money that they can keep investing they in start, themselves. They're they going to start treating niggas like Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, if you're you competing, oh, we're going we gonna to buy you out. We're going to buy your shit and drop the price on it. Yeah, it's, there's that too. We're going to run you out of business. I think Amazon like, bought Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah. I can use Netflix, my Amazon account. Yeah, Netflix for coupons. Like, yeah, Netflix gonna buy your groceries. Order straight to your house. Yeah, but they came out with that a few years ago about Netflix saying that they were gonna put so much money towards new shows. They put like twelve billion dollars in yeah. the last like couple of years. If you got something, send it over. It's here. starting to pay off. Season three, Castlevania. It's out right now, and that shit is also like IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Yeah, that yeah. shit is gas. Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of saw like the forecast of the future just like disney is coming they're gonna get their catalog i mean disney, disney has plus. a disney plus has a extensive catalog i saw something about Fun- the falcon show the other day yeah funny you mentioned about disney plus because they're they're in this weird place because disney also owns hulu yeah so like um high fidelity which we talked about on our previous episode um half of high fidelity yeah half of is actually supposed to be a disney plus original Oh, wow. Yeah, and then they got scared because they're like, oh, this is too adult. I mean, there's one shot where you see uh, I mean, there's Zoe Kravitz's titties. There's, there's like, like sex shot. in every episode. Yeah, it's like sex in every, every episode. They say fuck a lot. Yeah. It's like, but it's like, you know, they wanted adult content. But it was originally pitched as a Disney Plus exclusive, and then they just moved it to Hulu. And it's a remake. Yeah, it's yeah. a remake of a movie that's a, based off a book. Right. Written by two white women. Yeah. Written by two white women. Ooh, this, this show is written by two white yeah. women. But I, somebody told me I probably wouldn't like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I've stayed away from it. Just it's cool because you get to see Zoe Kravitz. Are, yeah. are you down with a swell propaganda? No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't bother me as much. I mean, if they're not like doing corny jokes about like, you know, let's just say 
you got your vanilla in my chocolate. Right. Some, <laughs> some bullshit like that. If they're not doing that, then like I'll watch it. But if you know they're being over overt with it, then I'm like, nah, I'm tuned out. No, they they barely acknowledge the blackness okay. at all. Yeah. So mixed, that's mixed dish. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. That was the other thing about Alter Carbon. I keep bringing this back up, but like. They really don't acknowledge race like at all. No colorism, no racism. But that makes sense because the basis of the show is yeah. it could be any like they mentioned person. it one time, like in the first season, because his uh, his sister was like, "Yeah, we got to get you out of we got to get you out of that sleeve. It's too gaijin, and you know, because they're Japanese, yeah. and he was in a white guy's body." So, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that makes sense." Yeah. You know, they uh, say shit about this black guy body. <laughs> they're just like, "Yep." Yeah, but also, um, I don't know how much I care about, but the Lizzie Lizzie McGuire supposed to get a remake. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a more adult version. All the bringing all the characters back. Yeah, but now it's in limbo because the original creator of Lizzie McGuire, they already filmed like two episodes, but Disney Duff. ended up firing. Yeah, with Hillary Duff, they ended up firing him because they thought the, the episodes were too adult. And now Lizzie McGuire, she's like on Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hell, she's a real one though. Yeah. I, I fuck no, with like, Hillary, but like, it's like she's thirty years old. Like, what y'all gonna do? Like, if yeah, that's making a, a list. That's, like, that's her point. But so she's openly campaigning, like, hey, get us off Disney Plus and ask for us to be on Hulu so we can make the show we want to make. Hold up, they let Raven Simone do it. I mean, Raven's kind of like the auntie thing. Yeah, so like, you but know. that's but she that's a very still a very kid friendly show. Yeah, they they I think this one. They let Topanga do it. What's the girl name from? Was uh, it Boy Meets World? Is it Girls Meets World? Girl I mean, meets world. I, I, but, I she did, but she's not really getting her own show. She's fe- she's featured on other things, but to bring back an entity that's from Disney. Yeah, because oh, oh, so, oh, Boy so Meets World was kind of on tour. As Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so not like. Except like, now, like Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> yeah, Lizzie, her mom. Okay, so they trying to bring it back as Lizzie. This is her being a thirty something. Yeah, this is drinking too much wine, popping Xanax. You know, at Disney do that all the time. They got fifty year olds playing twelve year olds. Yeah, I mean, since they do own them, like I feel like you can, you don't have to make this like neat little. All right, this is a Disney thing. Like, just put it on Hulu. Like, it's fine. You can make it like a. FX on Hulu original or something like that. Like, yeah, I feel they're also actually rebooting the Proud Family. Like all those, like, I like yeah. that. I like that. all those false narratives of the yeah, yeah they're bringing it back. They finally actually confirmed that they are bringing it back. I think the Proud actually, Family was official. I yeah, mean, it, I think they actually put that out there just to see what the like engagement would be. Like There's what the market people. is for it. Do yeah, you still yeah. want this shit? Yeah, so someone starts they to like, it. oh, I mean, I want it. Twitter been pump faking it for like years and like, yeah. I'm pretty Both, sure like, like way it. before Disney Plus was right. even doc- was talked about mm-hmm. allowed. I'm, sh- I'm sh- pretty sure like an intern at the, at the brainstorming session like, hey, like, they, they keep talking about this. My like, to the streets. Hey man, I'm on I'm on Twitter right now. Here's so a, they're, here's they're a already, mock-up yeah. that somebody They're already all free. about rebooting things that they've yeah. already done right. anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. but that's the yeah. thing. That's also to be a more updated version of the show. You follow Penny as she's an older woman. So it's like, would they want to deal with more adult theme topics? Or would it just still be like, oh, it's still a kid show? It's still in, a, in its essence, it's still a kid show. It just happens to be. I mean, I think you can probably, like, it's a cartoon. You could probably, like, you know, do some things with that. Proud Family was always kind of borderline, yeah. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Grandma was always, always, she always seemed like she wanted to be like, Psh. It, the Proud Family was always borderline yeah. adult content, and it was always good content. Like, it, it was a, it was one of those good cartoons where adults could watch it right. and kids, kids could watch, watch it right. at yeah. the same time. And there was yeah. stuff for adults that only adults would get. Yeah, and there was stuff for kids that like oh, you know, some easy it. layup like yeah. jokes. Bro, I think yeah. the I think the grandmas what Tyler Perry tries to be with Medea. <laughs> you know, oh, sugar mom. Sh- 
<laughs> Sugar Mama is like is what Medea wants is, to be. You right. Yeah. And you know Keep me out. I'm I'm not I'm not wild in that. I'm just, <laughs> not, not, I'm just, I just want you to overstand. And you know Medea kind of is like based off of an ancient um not ancient. It's off based off of like a Greek play. Like yeah. he's a, this ancient character. So he's like it's all a trope. That he's following with, with, with the character. But, yeah. yeah, I can definitely see that. I never put that to the end. So, Tyler Perry kind of a genius. He has flashes of brilliance. Uh, you no, know. They, no, no, they, I, they I talk give, about this. And, um, I, will give Tyler, Tyler, uh, I will give Tyler Perry his credit when credit's due. Sometimes, yeah. like, some of the, it, you know, you, you, you got to hit eventually. You, you, so, you've made your money off your people. We get it. So, 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 you think he dumbing shows down, like... For the money, you think he could really put out something like a yes. masterpiece if he wanted yes. to? At this point, I think he's stretching himself way too thin. Yes. I mean, like he, he really writes everything he says he writes, and he doesn't really have like a team of ghostwriters that just know his voice and they're like, all right, this is something you would put out, and he gets like final say on it. Which is when he said he writes everything himself. I think, like, no, I have a team of ghostwriters that just write like me. Not trained to write like me or just skilled enough. I don't understand I don't why, he doesn't, why he doesn't do that. Like now, like at, at this point is in his career, he should have a team of writers to be doing it. You shouldn't be honestly writing he just all be, of I writing agree. all of your shows. Honestly, you should just be producing. Like straight up, she says that's one the next thing he's going to get into with BET Plus and that thing is like, no, my next phase is okay. I have to have all. Essentially, he's like, I have to get this shit off the ground, right? And I already have my okay. Why is there a show called Sisters with no sisters like writing, writing it, like? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. That's why we need bruh. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a difference when you're doing it for like passion and you're doing it for money. I mean, if he just love it, you know, it don't matter if you make a dollar or not. Yeah, I mean, this nigga got, got his own studios. Yeah, off, I mean, off, I, off think work, he, so. I think his whole thing with he knows his audience. He knows they're going to. Like, it's you. It's like with all these pop stars. It's like, I'm going to mail it in because y'all going to eat it up anyway. Eventually, mm-hmm. right. I don't, right have yeah, to, yeah. I don't have to try as hard. I don't have to try as hard because you're going to go anyway. Medea uh, Halloween, that he made two Halloween Medea movies. Boo, too. Yeah. Boo. There was two of them? There's yes. Boo yeah. and there's Boo, yeah. too. And they both, I tried to forget about them both. And they both did well. And I'm like, there's probably going to be a third, right? I saw the trailer the first time. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it doesn't matter how panned his movies get by critics. He doesn't by critics, he doesn't care because they're always going to perform, which means he's always going to have have the budget to make another movie. Lion Gate is always going to be like, here, go make another one. Here, go make another one. Yeah, yeah. artists, artists are artists. Think about all these uh, musicians and these um, rappers that got that go in the studio. They say, oh, I got twenty thousand songs in the vault. Tyler Perry probably got so many shows in a clip. He could just throw some. He could. He could not stop. Write, <laughs> he could not write nothing for for um, a year and just throw shit out. Yeah. You know what I mean? He probably got stuff in the clip. Just like just like the artists when they said, "Uh, what's the kid name? The one that died on an overdose on the um perks." Oh, um, let's narrow it down. Juice World. Juice, Juice World. World. How many songs they said he had? Um, they yeah. said he had thousands of songs yeah, thousands in the vault. They unreleased. On the top, yeah. Let's say the same thing. Wayne, Wayne got a bunch of songs. I'm released. Just, just they just locked up this every day. All artists got like all that art, unreleased music. All those, Josh, all you have <laughs> you're sitting on a vote like See? you in the tribe. You artists just out of tribe yeah. of Kashi, So right? you already know. You probably got like yeah, you. Yeah, it depends. Got, like for the, I mean for them since they're since they're freestyling, it's just like give me a beat and I will make a song. Yeah, it's yeah. there. Like they, they could probably do like ten songs a day. Every we can day. we could pencil mm-hmm. a hook in later. You know what I'm saying? Like if we want to add that. Yeah, but. My last point about probably like about Tyler Perry, what he did say is that he wants to get his shows off the ground, I guess, to build the audience for BET Plus or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he wants to step into like a producer role and then put, bring in more writers and 
launch new shows. Now, if that ever happens. It sounds like he's giving himself a lot of control over what BET is doing. He's a control freak. In fact, they wouldn't yeah. have a BET Plus if it wasn't for Tyler Perry. So they kind of partnered up. Like, they needed someone to ground them in. It's like, why, who would watch BET Plus when they have BET the channel? Mm. What new? What, what are you bringing to it? Okay. Then they signed Tyler Perry, and it's like, all right, cool. We have Tyler Perry and all the shows he's going to bring to this new st- to to the streaming service exclusively. So, so I was like, okay, cool. So uh, again, he's writing all himself. Yeah. So again, he says, quote unquote, says that eventually he wants to bring in new younger talent to put stuff on, which would be okay. Like, that should have been in the works when he was developing the app for these shows. Yeah, but it, it, like going back to Urban Movie Channel, that could be a thing where instead of them bringing in, instead of him bringing in new shows, BET Plus buys, which would be Viacom, which is owned by white people. Satan. Well, no, Asians, uh, uh, actually. Oh, well. Yeah, but yeah, it would be Viacom saying, okay, cool, we're going to buy the Urban Movie Channel and merge it with BET Plus. And now you have all this new content and you have a name established with, with BET Plus and you have Tyler Perry. So it's going to do well because we have Tyler Perry. And then all these younger directors and writers and actors are going to get their shot because, you know. That's crazy. You but know, that's the that and that, that's the like the bigger play of what you hope for. If every movie channel can get enough buzz around it to get bought out, that could be the bigger play of whoever owns it mm-hmm. directly. But you know, time you know, will tell. You know what's ill about that though? Our culture, like black culture, it moves so much, right? Especially with Asians. If you look back in the day, our Asians just they so influenced by black culture, mm-hmm. and they went and bought it. That's ill. They kind of control it. You know, we make it. Yeah, money talks. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. speaking on that, it's like a, a segment of Japanese people who love black people so much. They, like, tan their skin to be as black. And mm-hmm. they get, like, um, perms. Implant, they get perms. They get implants. That, so they have afros and waves. That's crazy. They go through, like, hours and hours just so they can walk around and have waves like black people. I mean, they're... Some of them are looked on. Sometimes, sometimes it is frowned upon in some aspects of Japanese culture. But other people are like, why don't you want to be a regular Japanese person? Like, I mean, I don't, they sending kids to Africa to, to, to have kids with the African woman. <laughs> that's that's happening in, this isn't this podcast, but that's, happen, that's happening in China. Because, you know, for, for decades, China had the one-child rule. Yeah. And having a boy was looked at as being more favorable than having a girl. Yeah. But now, all those men are now getting into marrying age, but there aren't any women or enough women for all these men to marry. Yeah. So, what China's doing, they're buying land and things in Africa, yeah. and they're sending their men over there to marry. They're literally just marrying, yeah. a, marrying African women. They're just going to raise the whole... There's going to be this new subset of African Chinese people. They're going to grow up. They're going to have the money from China. <laughs> new Asiatic black man. <laughs> yeah, the new Asiatic black man. I mean, that's, just, that's the same thing with the, the, original the man, Japanese brother. and the Chinese. Like, I mean, not, not the, I mean J- the Jamaicans. Like, there's a lot of Jamaican Chinese people. Yeah. There's, like, yeah. there's a large population of Chinese large, people. Yeah. Jean Paul. Jean Paul. Yeah. I was going to say his grandpa is Chinese. Yeah. Jean Paul Hard. So he's not Puerto Rican? No, no Puerto Rican for the Bronx. No, he's not, he not fake. He's not fake. He's not a... Uh, have we confirmed Shaggy is actually a uh, paper out here? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm about to break my heart. Shaggy not a real Jamaican? I mean, no, he is. But it's like... He ain't from, like, Newark. <laughs> I mean, anything's better than Chet Hanks. You know, I mean, uh, Tom Hanks, son. Yeah, that, that kid's the worst. Um, <laughs> a real bad man. No. Come on, now. Our culture, raised, our culture raised a lot of people. Right. Raised a lot of people, you know what I mean? Especially the... the 
the world to do white kids. Think about the Yeezys. Who buying them? Who buying them Yeezys? Yeah, yeah, them new ones look like cow hooves. Yeah, as long as you seen the clogs, look like cow feet for real. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye just getting this shit off like everybody else. He got so much stuff in the vault. Okay, speaking of sh- getting shit off and being in the vault, I've never heard of this. But have y'all ever seen a movie called Girl Six? I've heard oh, of it. Oh, is that what the? Uh, sh- I saw it. You saw it? Yep. It, it was Spike a Spike Lee, Lee joint. I love Spike sex, Lee. The sex operator. Yeah, yep, the phone it. sex operator. I watched this shit for the first time the other day. Um, Where? It was on each. It's on Stars. Stars. Yeah, it was on one of those channels. I love Spike Lee. That's my favorite. That's my favorite guy. Yeah, Spike Lee. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a very influential director, yeah. and you know this had all of Spike Lee's tropes. You know, black people dancing. Uh, it Did it have she hate me. I've been looking for that movie forever. Yeah, it had um, it had the floating people that always comes in at like at the end. It's like yeah, I got to end my movies with with some motherfuckers floating. Yep. It had Spike Lee in it, but um, basically it starts off with Quentin Tarantino, the foot nigga, having a uh, yep. having the couch. You know, the director's uh, the director's casting or whatever for his new movie. It's like yeah, I'm writing a movie about a black woman for a black woman. And it's gonna be me writing it, Quentin Tarantino, and directing it. I'm like, oh. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're getting you're getting your jokes off. This is this movie's actually preceding his, uh, probably what Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. and then of course Django, you know, right. Quentin Tarantino. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which again, when we talked about this uh, a while ago, when we found out Quentin Tarantino grew up on black exploitation films, yeah, and I was like, oh wait, every movie you do is just. I, after you know that, it's like, oh, I see. It's You're a, just doing black exploitation films just for white people. For white That's people. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. But there was, the, that genre of film was still out in the 70s, though. Yeah. The, it, the overall genre of like the grind, the grindhouse films, that genre was out, but black exploitation was also a genre at the same time. So. At the same time. Yeah, yeah. so all, he, he took all of his influences and like made his career off of it. Yeah, and like he, I get it. Yeah, he says great artists still. He's like, literally, the best shots from his movies, I get the, this shot. From this scene or this scene, I saw this movie when I was a kid. This is a scene for scene follow of this scene from this other movie. He's like, that's all his movies are. It's a collection of great scenes from other movies with a loose plot thrown yeah. in to make mm-hmm. it all make sense. Yeah. And then the other thing that made this movie interesting, like, I, I think the soundtrack was done, well, was executively produced by Prince. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is just like, on a print soundtrack, like even the, the the main song "Girl Six, Purple Rain," shit, mm-hmm. you gonna make me go back and watch "Girl Six? Yeah, even, like I, I kind of enjoyed it. Spike Lee was a big, big Prince fan. I'm not gonna lie. And then like, um, it's it's kind of relevant in the times that we are today, because you know this chick, she starts off as an actress and. Quentin Tarantino's like, show me your titties. She does it for a second. And is like, no, I don't want to do this shit. Like, fuck you, and then leaves. And then so she gets into being a phone sex operator, and that becomes her new form of acting. Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and she gets too, like, addicted to the lifestyle. Everybody's like, you should be reading magazines while you're doing this. You should be drawing. You should be doing other shit to kind of, like, break that illusion of you, like, being involved. But she was like, no, no, uh, I'm an actress. This is my craft. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah, I'm hot and horny and ready. And then, you know, before you know it, she's up here trying to link up with fucking Joe Regular and shit. Just some (laughs) casual-ass white guy. And, you know, she just ends up getting deeper and deeper into it. 
and it's, I think it's kind of relevant with the times when, like, you know, a lot of people are exploring new avenues with things like OnlyFans and right. uh, being, uh, like, premium Snapchats and the like. But it, it, I can't tell if Spike Lee is shaming the work inside of the movie. That's my only mm-hmm. problem. I can't tell if he's shaming it or he's trying to be like, you know, you can do this, just be, like, safer about it. At points, it seems more like shaming than, like, a cautionary tale. So that's like my that's like my main takeaway. But well, you got to think about when this movie was made. Times yeah. were different. How we I, thought I, about these things was different. I can't yeah. remember. So so did the phone sex turn her into like a physical whore? Like no, not really. No, there was a point when she was like, when she was she started craving attention more than anything, mm. and like people were like yo, I would take you out to a date. Like uh, the dude working at the. Um, the convenience store worker. Like, there was a picture of the, the her ex-husband was in there. She's like, oh, who's this? Like, oh, he's a black bastard. <laughs> you're like, um, sir, <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that. He's like, no, no, you're you're good. You're you're one of the good ones. So I'm like, um. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'll take you out fishing. You know what I'm saying? We can go we can go out on a date and shit. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's cool. But when she starts to fall down, like, deeper into the rabbit hole, she comes back up there. I was like, hey. Don't you want to go on that date? He's like, nah, you know, get out of my face. I'm good. His wife pulls up. She's like, oh, you fucking horny ass nigga. Goddamn. Well, you know, another movie that that Spike Lee made that uh, pertains a lot to today's society is Bamboozled. Mm. Um, I want to say it was a great article written about this. It, uh, it's on our Twitter if you scroll back a while. But, um, yeah, Bamboozled stars uh, Damon Wayans, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Damon Wayans, and he's um he works for this marketing firm. He wants to get fired, so he basically pitches this very racist marketing strategy for blackface. this uh yeah this blackface strategy for a new TV show, thinking this is going to get me fired, mm-hmm. and it's called Bamboozled, mm-hmm. but it actually ends up blowing up and becomes like most most popular show. And they go, oh, we want more and more of this. We want more, and he was like, what the fuck? And if you look and. The article, and if you watch the movie, it plays a lot into today, where it's like you find a lot of uh, white people, other people, like playing off of black tropes or black fishing or all these other things that black people inherently find racist but are are allowed to be perpetuated in culture. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's another movie like Spike Lee did, which some people are like, wow, that's almost prophetic. How if you didn't know, if the movie doesn't self-date itself, Mm-hmm. You feel me? If you didn't know it's set then, like you could do an updated version of this movie and, and it'd be perfectly fine. So yeah, Spike Lee's very—he's a very great director. I guess the biggest knock against Spike Lee will probably be that one he made Chirac, and two like <laughs> yeah, you like Chirac. No, no, that movie Man. had a problematic view. It was like, yeah. all right, if women stop giving niggas pussy, they'll stop killing each other. Like, and then it rhymed the whole. Chirac movie. had two of the baddest bras breathing in it though. <laughs> Who? Who's it? I didn't watch the, the, it. The young light skinned girl, Lorraine, something I follow her on Instagram. Then oh. the, the, and the main, the, the one with the freckles. Yeah, yeah, She yeah, was yeah. right. Are you talking about Lorraine Cakes? I think her name like Lorraine SD or something like that. Yeah, I don't want to give her a yeah, shout out yeah, on Instagram. But, and they had the girl who was the main character, man. She was, she, she right. The main girl. Yeah, but a lot Starts of us with the short shorts. <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of people from Chicago, they really, they really hated the movie. It's like, okay. it was. One is like a very one. You're not from Chicago, so mm-hmm. who are you to depict 
was respectfully said I was trying to save lives. Like that was the point of this movie. But it's like they, they felt like it was almost a mockery. It was like based off like a Shakespearean, a Shakespearean satire. Yeah, he ain't even based off Chicago actors. Yeah, he, he didn't use Chicago actors. He's you a didn't. kid, Nick Cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, Nick Cannon being the big bad guy. Like, come on, son. Oh, come on, man. man. Yeah. He, he was probably scared to approach some Chicago niggas, man. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, want to act? What you mean? <laughs> what you mean, act? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but, like, it's still the movie itself. I just don't think it was a, it was a good movie. It, he redeemed himself with Black Klansman. Yeah, that, that was a yeah, good Black movie. Yeah, Black Klansman, he redeemed yeah, Black himself Black Klansman was hard. But then I think the only big, big-budget movie... Spike Lee ever made was um Inside Man. I was about to ask you, did he do? Didn't he do Inside Man? Yeah. You you, you like that? There isn't that like a remake on Netflix right now? Did you see that? I didn't see it. Y'all seen Inside Man on Netflix? Mm-mm. No, I it's hard. I'm I'm gonna, gonna, it's hard. That. It's hard. It's not Spike. I don't know if it's Spike Lee's, but it's another one on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's like a, it's almost a continuation from Spike Lee's. I can see that. Yeah, why should we get a chance? It's like an hour long, maybe an hour and a half. It's, oh, it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie. Yep. Okay, cool. Called Inside Man. Yep. For sure. Look, keeping on the to the list. Yeah, keeping on the black theme. Did you get, any of you guys check out the allegory by Royce Five Nine? Oh shit, boy! When I heard that, I don't usually do this, but I got on Twitter, search. <laughs> I searched Royce the Five Nine, and I was about to uh, send him a message saying thank you. That shit was hard. Yeah. It's hard. Had my man Derek Grace and his daughter on there. Mm-hmm. And his son. I just heard his daughter, Derricka. Yeah, I think his son was on the skit too. I heard Derricka. I pulled up on Grace one time before he got popping. A long time ago, I hit him up. He was in Stockbridge. And um, I pulled up to the post office. He was coming out. He walked in with a box of books by oh. himself. You know, all the stuff that he, you know, he teaches. So you know he getting death threats. Who is Derek Grace with those? Uh, you ever seen a dude, uh, Derek Grace, you ever seen a dude with the tattoos on his face? And he got his kids, a lot of controversy about him showing his kids how yeah. to shoot guns and yeah. different stuff like that. That's Derek Grace. And Derek is his daughter. She eight now. When she did the skit on that um, album, she was six years old. But um, I pulled up on him, and a lot of people, like, sometimes you think people out there doing stuff for money. But when I pulled up on him, I talked to him. We rapped for about 30 minutes. And, um, shoot, he just gave me some books. He said, man, check this out. He said, there's something that you need. I read all his, I read his books, read everything he had, and it's the dude official, man. Rush the 5'9", no. He, I mean, the dude is official. Yeah, he has this, uh, Derek Grace has this family uh, income, this group income, group ep- economics board game. Mm-hmm. It was like Monopoly, but... In-home banking. Yeah, in-home banking. Okay. But the, but the point of the game is not for you to win, it's for your family, or for everyone uh, at the table to win. It's all, yeah, it's like if you use the same skills as in the game, you could create financial stability for you, mm-hmm. yourself, and your family. Mm-hmm. That's the that's but that's how the album starts out with the skit. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And then Royce comes in rapping. Um personally, the um his last album, ooh, what was it? What was the name of his last album? I will look it up. But um You like that more? No. Uh the last song on the hero, mm-hmm. it was almost an apology to his father because on this the, on his previous album, he constantly talks about his his dad and used to cocaine. Mm-hmm. How's that? You know, um, abused him and kind of abuses what? Abuses mother. How's that cheated? And like all this trauma he went through as a child. That he said a lot of his life he spent covering it up right. with drugs and alcohol, mostly alcohol and things like that. And he finally expressed that on his last album. And then his last song in this album, Hero, is almost like an apology to his father. Like 
yeah, you're right. I probably should have talked about. I probably should have talked to you before I just put this album out because he didn't tell him. Tell him oh. his dad found out oh, with damn. the rest of the world that. Wow, he's saying all this shit about me. Like, was it true? Yeah, he said it. Royce is like, it's all, it's all true. Shit. But that was like, kind of not the the book of Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> that was the name of his last album. Yeah. So that a lot of is it Royce's most personal album. Once you finally find out a lot about Royce, to find out why he is the way he is, and on the last song, Hero, it's basically like, yeah, Dad. We're still cool. You're still like, I hope no one got. That's song. I hope you didn't listen to my last album and think I got beef with my father. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's my dad. Yeah, he beat me. Yeah. I he, he did a lot of shit. He, you know, he put my mother through hell. He's on Coke. He's on all this shit. But that's still my hero. Like, that's still the man I look up to. Mm-hmm. We still great. And that's the song that kind of really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Granted, the whole, the whole album was great. Yeah. But when I just like listened to the album, that was the first song that made me go back to the last album and how good that album was. Mm-hmm. And it kind of puts everything into perspective where it's like, it is looking about the themes of this, of the allegory, and how mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a play off of um, Plato's allegory, which he gives the cave. definition of yeah, the yeah. cave. Yeah, yeah, they gave you that definition. Um, I, I think one of the things that stood out was the uh, the ice cream song. I yeah, didn't, uh, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that at all. That was like wow. Okay, like <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, the ice cream song is you know every ice cream truck that comes down mm-hmm. every black neighborhood, every white neighborhood is a. Uh, uh, Racist Watermelon song. Picking Nigga yeah. Something like that Yeah And it's this, it's this hit song It was like a hit song Back in like the 1920s Or something like that And That's the song That's played Is a, the, the ice cream song, The ice cream song You're thinking of Is a racist song In its, in, in its very nature So mm-hmm. that's Nefertiti told him that Yeah so even He just drops a lot of A lot of gems Throughout this entire album And then rapping on this great He In fact he got all of the Griselda on it Yeah But it's split up Mm -hmm. So you got Benny's on one song You got um West Side Gun West Side Gun Yeah Yeah, He got that Over Overcome is a a hard song Yeah That's just hard Then you got Conway On a different song So it's just It's a great album You could raise a kid off that album Yeah You could could learn some stuff from that I mean I mean, I, that's the that's the ill part when he had Derrick and Derrick Grace on there with him teaching his daughter. Mm-hmm. Then he came. Then the way uh, Royce came on next, just you know, just rapping and going through the album, and he hit with another skit with him teaching his daughter some more, teaching his kids some more. Royce kind of he was teaching some he was teaching some things. You know, if you sit back and really listen to it, you could learn some things. Yeah, learn some things. And when you think of Royce the Five Nine, you think of a rapidly rap ass nigga. Yeah. And this album isn't that. Like he's really rapping. Yeah. But it's like he's more so like let me just. Let me just drop game on you. Like yeah. that's just all. That's all I am doing. I'm just Appreciate strictly. It. I'm dropping game. Yes, I can rap circles, and he still has his tracks where he does that. Yeah. Well, like I'm just gonna rap circles around you, niggas. Just, just so you know, mm-hmm. I can do this. But at the end of the day, it's all about the message that I'm pushing, mm-hmm. and that's just sure. it's a it's a great project for sure. Like if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it for sure. And then then go listen to this album, and then go check out the book of Ryan and see like the parallels. Yeah, that's no great. Um, any other albums y'all checked out? A lot of a lot of stuff dropped in like last couple of days. That, that young a boy, lot, a lot of stuff dropped. That young boy, baby, little baby, uh, that, that little boy, baby, that little baby heart. That boy growing up in front of he growing up in front of people's eyes lyrically. Yeah, and my old lady was telling me a while back. She's like, man, that boy, baby hard. This, this, and I like, man, he all right. I said I could tell he a street dude by what he rapping about. I say he ain't no rapper. Then I listen to some freestyles later, and I listen to this last album. I say, oh man, the young boy turned into a rapper. No, he, he rapping. He coming with it. I got to give it to him. I got to give it up, man. That the growth is there from it's that dope. first project I listened to to this, like my turn. Yeah, because sure. you were saying like, um, for sure. 
you always you talk about how uh, Coach K and and P how they got to talk him into rapping because yeah. he, he didn't want to do it. It's like there's like you living the you living the life. All these rappers say they all the rappers say they living. You really living it. Like just rap about it. Like you talk about your experiences. We can worry about yeah, like the worry craft about and later, the technique yeah. later. Like yeah, it's like just get out and then even even said like Thugger was like paying him whatever he's making. What he said whatever you make it in the streets, I'll pay you that just to come to the studio so you can mm-hmm. stop doing it. So like. You can tell, like, just having a, just knowing the right people, put him in position, and then, since then he just been making hits. Growth, man. Yeah, growth. It's uh-huh. it's, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to see. Just I'm gonna go from that to the, to where he is now, because you know, baby is official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know, but I'm the, proud of him. The first time I listened to the album, I didn't like it, cause I, I was like, damn, this is not the. I, when I listen to the Little Baby, I listen to like the not let's say the gritty street raps, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, 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 what he raps about is like, oh, I was really in the streets. I was really in the streets. You should do your research. Right. Like he was really, that's what I was content. This wasn't that, but I was like, oh wait, this is his like, his, this is like almost like his crossover album. Yeah, it's all like, I'm reaching. I'm reaching for that next audience. I'm reaching to show I can really do this. So after my I turn. got, yeah, I'm after I got turn. exactly. So after I got. That into my head that like, this isn't gonna be that album, but she still gives it to you a little bit. But like on uh, something, something to prove, something to prove. That's a mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the, that's that's the baby I personally enjoy. But like listen to the rest, of, yeah, the little baby mm-hmm. I personally enjoy. But like listening to the whole album, it's a, it's a great it's a great piece of work. I think he wants to kind of give a little insight into his life a little mm-hmm. bit, how he's feeling, and you know, just I think you know every every rapper has that album. Just like damn, I'm struggling with uh, fame. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like depression, depression, family shit, like, substance abuse, like this rich nigga shit, and which I think it is. Yeah. You know, everybody, every rapper has that album. All my, all my baby mamas beefing with each other. I mean, yeah. publicly, publicly yeah. on Twitter. I'm just Which gl- I do wonder because that happened, and then his album dropped the yeah. next week. So like, was this was that a publicity stunt, or is it just? You I don't know, think it was. <laughs> timing. No, I hope not. I don't think it was. Just talking about his baby mamas beefing with each other. Yeah, nah, man, they've been beefing with each other for a long time. I thought. Yeah, they have. Well, it was not even. A, it was uh, Alexis Sky and his uh, yeah, baby. It, 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 it was a bunch oh, of yeah, a bunch of women. His hoes and his yeah. baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't his first album though, because he would. I mean, it's hard to come. It's gonna be hard to compete with that album, for real. I mean, he can keep growing, but that album just was. I mean, from where he came, his 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 evolution is for real. I, like, I don't want to. I don't want to accuse nobody of having writers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this dude, he, he went to another level. Am I right? No, he yeah, did. He yeah. did. Yeah. From a so, lyrical I mean, standpoint, from just so. the constructions of songs. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, him, Lil Baby, and who else? Lil Baby and like the Migos, they're the only people who use the Drake feature. Yeah. And blew up. All, and I say yeah. blew up, but they got a Drake feature that made them hot, and they stayed hot. Yeah. Think of... Uh, uh, Blockboy JB? Yeah. Block, Lil Baby could have easily been a Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's signed to OBO. Yeah. See, so, that's yeah. see, that's the problem right there. Being signed to him, you're like yeah. you're lucky in that room. Yeah, create me some content, nigga. Little baby could easily been another Black Boy JB. Cause that song's hard. Yeah, like Look Alive is a hard song, Look but Alive, it's yeah, yeah. But what happened? But Black Boy couldn't come up with nothing nah, else. He couldn't come up with like Little song. Baby had yes indeed, and yeah. then he just kept leveling up and yeah. leveling up, coming and leveling up. Yeah. yeah, he worked on his craft, man. He got in that studio, and I mean, he put his life on on paper. But he just worded it right. Yeah, you know, the wordplay is, is better. <laughs> yeah, like every album is just better. 
Yeah, one of my favorite songs one is uh, Weisha with uh, Young Thug. Yeah. There's one, you see the dynamics. Like, okay, look, you can see Lil Baby is influenced heavily, heavily by Thug. Yeah. And it's also like what they what they saying. Even with Young Thug, like, all these all these, kids, all these rappers are my children. Like, yeah. Yeah. all these new niggas is just me. See, that's yeah. just a testament to what we talked about on the Dead and Hip Hop review. You know, yeah. y'all should check that out. <laughs> yeah, check, check. But uh, we were just saying, like, Young Thug's put on game is, like, super strong. Like, he mm-hmm. put these niggas on, like, Lil Baby, Key. Gunna, Lil Keed. Like fucking all these people, it comes from Thug, each who and Thug was put on by one. by Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Each one, you know each what I'm one. saying? Baby got some young dudes he putting on behind him that's coming hard. Exactly, the young boy Rallo, he nice. Rallo, yeah. Yeah. Rallo and Rallo, Rallo, his album is hard. It I came out two of them. the one Rallo came out a few weeks ago. He hard. Are they brothers? Nah, they they two different good dudes, but they, they, <laughs> they just they got baby, similar names. They just got the same name. You know that 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 name um. Name Rallo, B Low, you know, uh, Rallo. That's common, they're just common hood names. Yeah, this uh, is true. That is that yeah. is a common hood name. Yeah. But that baby, that same thing off uh, Baby album, the, the song, same thing. That's mm-hmm. my track. I like that one. I like it with that beat flow. It's a summertime song to me. I mean, yeah, I look for them summertime songs, yeah, gang, gang signs, especially songs, when it's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, when gang signs come on, I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. that shit right here. Mm-hmm. Time to go grab my black Air Force Ones. Mid top black elf. Damn, you want a nigga soul. Don't mess with a nigga got on mid top black elf. That's a burglary. That's definitely a home. Bro, I don't even need the mask. I don't even need it. It's very few Seven years minimum. It's very few songs. I want to be surrounded by hood niggas when it come on. But when gang signs come on, I just want to feel the energy. You know? I just want to feel that. You want to feel that energy. I want to feel the energy and then want to dip. That's why you got some black Air Force Ones, some lo- some mid top black ones, and you don't want to be around them. Yeah, you know he's up to no good. Like smoking a uh, goddamn a black. No, he got a black and mild jazz. No, not not jazz. Uh, he had a regular. He had a regular joint. Plastic tip. <laughs> he don't care about his health. <laughs> no filter. No filter. No filter. Oh. Who you with? Madrid? What kind of shoes you got on? Black Air Force One? Mid top? Yeah. Leaving where you at? <laughs> nigga up to no good. <laughs> I saw the way he looked when I pulled out my cell phone. <laughs> Damn, this nigga, nigga got, got a yeah. cell phone. Yeah, Gangsta will put you in that mood like when you listen to Pusha T. Yeah. And you, when you listen to Pusha T at night, you wake up with a brick of cocaine and you can pillow. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. sell dope. Do you know what pushed me that? When, that, when Jeezy came out with that trap or die? Oh, I remember. Ooh, man. I had an '89 Buick LeSabre. Yeah, it was like Damn. it was like rusting. That, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little right around that car. Yeah, like a. You always say I got a Corvette engine in the hood. Straight up. <laughs> I mean, I was. Man, that turned me up right there. You know it turned me up. I not know. Jeezy, man. Okay, Jamil, don't don't die. Yeah, he's that's asking you say every time I leave the house. Jamil, don't die, man. Shake my hand. I look at him like, man, what are you talking about? But it was real. It was, it was real, real in the field. It was real in the field. He know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir, man. Okay, so we we'll be remiss if we don't talk about currency's three piece set. Yeah. Yo, shout out to currency <laughs> for another three piece set. <laughs> three piece set. For those of you who don't know, that was actually the, the is a EP that inspired the name of this podcast, three piece okay. set. So many of bowls were smoked to three piece set back many, in uh, uh many, back in them dorms. Currency dropped. <laughs> currency <laughs> dropped some. Yeah, yeah he dropped like, like two projects. <laughs> he dropped two projects. <laughs> he dropped yeah. two projects in like last week. Yeah. After the burnt weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, back at Bernie's at after back at Bernie's. Okay. Yeah. Then, then what came after that? Currency just be dropping. Yeah, he just dropped the new he dropped, he just dropped the new joint and then he dropped this uh, three piece set. Granted, it said three piece set that single. Single. So I thought it was just like, oh, this is just a song called three piece set. And it's like, no, it's three, it's three songs. I was like, oh shit. And they coming? It's hard. For real? Yeah. It's hard. The thing about it is like one of them is kind of more like an intro, and then there's like two songs that are yeah, both 50, really short. Yeah, 52 seconds. As opposed to the first three piece set where they were like three full ass songs, songs with, with uh, features. With Young Roddy, yeah. Yeah, with, with Young Roddy specifically. Hold up, hold up. He bought Roddy back? Not nah, for this one. Okay. Where is he at? Where's Roddy? I saw him tweeting the other day. Yeah. So. <laughs> Roddy, right, yeah, Roddy be putting out material? No, Roddy. We're in, a, we're in a new phase of Roddy. Roddy's a new person. Like, if yeah. you look at Roddy where he was back then, let's say like 2011, and you look at Roddy where he's at now, like the confidence that this man has now is completely different yeah. than what he was. Yeah. He's not hiding hold from up. the feds. So, so Roddy is. Him? I mean, I mean, it's like it's like when, he's a when, Roddy, when Roddy first came out, you know, yeah. he was he was kind of shy. Yeah. But now he's like he's I guess he's used to the limelight now. Mm. Okay. So he, so he was he, he shy, shy or ducking the fence? <laughs> That'd be a combination. Though. Like, yeah. That boy yeah, Roddy, I mean, man, that boy Roddy always been cool, man. Yeah, because Roddy talked about like come with it. He would always ride with Spitter because Spitter took him out the streets. Yeah. He's like, and then Roddy, Roddy really used to be a hooper. He's like, I used to go for thirty, and I certain niggas thirty. I heard that. So thirty for thirty, 30 <laughs> for real. For 30. If you don't have, if you don't drop a fucking mixtape, at least a song called Thirty for Thirty, when he talks about it. All right, I'm just saying we got we out here giving these niggas free content. What, you, what y'all think about Trademark though, the Skydiver? Y'all like him? Yeah, I always follow Trademark. You think he the weakest? Mango Bonds. That, you think he the weakest link in that clique? I mean, it's just not really. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people in the clique. Yeah, uh, those are the three. I guess like those are th- the three. Uh, when you think when, when you, you think, think of, of Jet Life, you th- you're thinking of Trademark the Skydiver, Young Roddy. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who else is there? The Smoke Dizzy. They, 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 they just dropped the oh, album. Dizzy part of them too. I like nah. Smoke Dizzy. I don't. No, Dizzy just dropped a new album. That's hard too. Okay, that's real hard. What about the kid Sir Michael Rocks? That song. Nah, Te- that he not he, with him. He, he, dro- he was. Dropped that, he dropped the album. Okay, but he's not with. I don't. I don't think that. That's a shout out to Sir Mike. Yeah, is this big thing that none of them talk about? But Currency was on, they were all signed to Currency, and then Currency, I think he was originally with Warner Brothers, and then, yeah, because I think the Stone and Mackie was on Warner Brothers, and I, now Currency signed to Atlantic, and yeah, Young Roddy on Good Sense, I think Good Sense 3, he, t- he writes about it like, yeah, me and Spitter, you know, Spitter did some shit I ain't never gonna speak about, and the, and the beat displays like 10 seconds, where you can tell, oh, he was rapping, him, and then like, he comes back in like, yeah, but I ain't never gonna say that. But that's still my nigga. It was like, so it's you can kind of infer like they were all kind of riding with Spitter, and then some shit happened. Nah, that shit with Spitter still. Probably that shit with Dame when he went up there to New York. Yeah, I, nah, I don't think that was that. that was that was uh, it's post. before. It, it was after uh, that. Before that, yeah, I think it's after that. So some something happened where it can kind of infer because uh, everyone always think this is a silent beef going on between Spitter and. Um, and uh, trademark the skydiver because mm-hmm. you don't really hear nothing from trademark, but they just dropped an album trademark. together called Plan of Attack like late last year. Yeah, and it's, and it's all three of them rapping, and this is this is it's a straight, it's a solid album. So I don't think it's beef necessarily, but business, something business might something might ha- not, business night might not have been one hundred percent. Yeah, something happened where 
currency up here, mm-hmm. and everyone else kind of <clears throat> fell by the wayside. But you know, currency will do them shows. The one thing about currency, he got like a following. As yeah, his fan base is his insane. fan base is crazy. Bro, he like shots out. Yeah, he actually bro. retweeted me. Did he? Yeah, yeah I'm, bro. I'm up here fucking being an anime heavy nigga, and <laughs> he retweeted me, and I'm I'm like, bro, why do people keep retweeting this shit? That nigga currency. And bro, I just bro. see retweeted by Spitter. I was like, Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Plugs podcast. Yo, y'all should go check out Three Piece Set podcast. <laughs> That's hard. Named for three pieces. <laughs> yeah. The first concert I've ever been to was a currency concert. He came to perform on Howard's campus at Howard, the- uh, How- uh, not Howard Theater, but uh, Crampton. So I went there. I'm seeing this man. I'm having the time. Like, he's doing all the hits. He's at uh, Airborne Aquarium, uh, Famous. He's uh, all the shits. And I'm looking at this man. I swear this nigga looked at me and threw up the jets at like, at least three times. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm up there rapping every yeah. fucking verse. So I'm yeah. like, yes. Yes. He I'm knew. like, <laughs> you, you got to, man. Yeah, that dude could ride a beat, boy. Currency for yeah. real. Yeah, that's why he's saying dirty. I like current. I always like current. Yeah, but listening to the new three piece set, maybe go listen to the old three piece set. And I was like, yeah, the old three piece set. I still think it's better just because it's just actually more complete songs. But on a new one, 52 Seconds is just like the intro. Survivor's Remorse is literally him just shouting out all the new, like, dead rappers. Like, um, he's, he's talking about Pop Smoke. He's talking about all the. Um, R.I.P. Oh yeah, uh, Snoop. He rapping it. Or yeah, he he's rapping. He, he, he's rapping. Like he kind of. He's more so talking. Mm-hmm. But he's like he's rapping like that. Like this. It's fuck. He's, he's saying I have survivors remorse. Like all these young niggas dying around. And like I know niggas aiming for me. Yeah. Just, I'm just whatever for whatever reason it ain't been my time yet. You know what I mean? But like the only right word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Edit that that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the the last song on that rag top love affair like that's a. That's like the only that's the, that's the one and true real song on there. Yeah. And it's and it's hard. It's, it's pretty much him talking about like why his woman stressing him out. And he's like, why are you always in your car? Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's a good old song. But yeah. <clears throat> looking back at um, let him cause. Yeah. But looking back at the original three piece set and how it really like currency even came out of the season five. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Every currency calls the different flow seasons. Yeah. And depending on what time you get in the currency, like what what uh, see, I don't know what season currency is in right now. Yeah. But when I got the currency, he was like on season three, season. By the time three P set the original one came out, I was he was on season five. Stone Immaculate's like season four. So it's like okay, so it's different seasons of different currencies you like. So depending yeah. on. What you like is that, oh, you got to come in a currency at a good season to come in on because sometimes he'll drop be at. You got to be a Spitter fan to really fuck with an album or a mixtape he'll put out yeah. because it's just you only get it if you follow if you follow what he's doing. Yeah. When he dropped New Jet City, that was a very accessible currency. Like right. If there's a time you can become a currency fan, listen to New Jet City. If you yeah. didn't become a currency fan during that era, yeah. then everything else he put after that is going to kind of miss you until he feels like coming back into another accessible era. You feel me? Yeah. But... Shout out to Spit It though, man. Spit up. Come to the podcast. Spit up. Yeah, pull up by all means. <laughs> Another album. Shit. I've been listening to. I'm going to tell y'all real quick. I know y'all probably ain't never heard of him. Y'all ever heard of Shooter? The Bird Gang Shooter? Shooter 9 3? Nah. Are those three different people? Nah, that's the same person. But I had, <coughs> to, one guy. I had to DM I had to DM him and cash app him for an album. For the album. Oh, okay. okay. This one of those, he don't put it on like Stream stuff services. like that. Yeah, him, L Real Name, those rappers. I had to DM. Like if a, if a rapper put out some something hot and I find him, I DM. Bam, I get the album. Cash at me. Bam, send it right to me. Just yeah. like that. But Rock, I mean, that's Rock, the way. Rock, 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 direct, direct the consumer. You mm-hmm. know? So I, if, a, if a rapper doing it, I, I, I definitely patronize. Because I, I know I got the iTunes app so I could catch everything Friday. You know? Yeah. But yeah. shoot, if I, if I find another rapper, because sometimes, I mean, like, 
the market been so saturated with music and some people just getting their shit off, a lot of people, so everything ain't hot. If I find a rapper that's really going, I'm like, damn, man, this dude hard. Give me some music. Send me twenty five dollars. I'll send you forty tracks. Uh huh. So I'm gonna send them the money. I send, bam, DM me. I send it to you. Send me the tracks. Bam. All right, appreciate it. Thank you like, for your support. Do you like the direct to consumer method? For the rappers that I like, yeah. yeah. I don't like. I don't mind it. I mean, I, it's hard for me to get it because I gotta put it in my files and iTunes is very easy to maneuver around. Mm. You know what I mean? I could just plug it into the car and boom, boom, boom. But if it's the, when they send me the zip files, it's just the way I got to listen to it. But I mean, I don't mind. If they got to get their money like that without going through so many people, I'd rather see you eat. And I like your music. I want to see you eat. I want to see you, you know, feed your family so you ain't got to, you know, pay for more studio time, do what you got to do. I pay pay you, you know what I mean? I feel you. I, I, pull, if you, I pull up on you. Yeah, I love buying albums. Like, I'm kind of upset you can't buy albums anymore. Mm-hmm. Or that albums aren't, like, readily available. Like, I own every Lupe Fiasco album, except for the last, like, three, because it was limited release. Mm-hmm. So unless you went to Lupe Fiasco concert where he was selling them, yeah. or uh, you lived in Chicago, you lived in these very remote cities, mm-hmm. like uh, Tetsu on Youth. Yeah. Only, he only put out, like, 30,000 CDs of that. I fuck with that album, too. Yeah, and it's like... I can't go and just find this album somewhere to go, like, buy, say, I own the CD. Up, you mm. feel me? Like, Rick Ross. There's a point in time where I own, even the Triple C's album, I own every mm. Rick Ross. I'll go just go and buy Rick Yeah. I'll go and buy every Rick Ross album because I just fuck with Ross that heavy. <clears throat> so I kind of miss that, mm-hmm. that era of, like, being able to buy music. But, you know, I, I, I like streaming. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And it, the only two, I only bought three albums. Like, I went to iTunes actually bought the albums since I had since streaming came you out, can't, you people don't even do that anymore. Can you still do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're, they're winding iTunes down though. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. winding it down, but yeah, it's yeah still, I think they're no longer supporting it. Oh, See, okay. the, the weird thing about it's still streaming an option though, you can go on. It's going. They, I think they're more so merging it all together. Well, you can go still go on and buy it if you so choose to. But why would you buy it if you can stream it? It's the same exact song. Yeah. You feel me? I mean, unless you just, how much do you really support the artist you're playing yeah. with? That reminds me, I saw a tweet earlier. It was like the this like this streaming era is weird because people don't really like sit with music anymore. Mm-hmm. We just keep wanting more, more and more new shit. It's like, and crack. then that's a like a lot of artists like they have that point where they're not putting out music and people are like, hey, where the fuck, where the fuck's the album? Like with Lil Uzi Vert, yeah, like mm-hmm. they've. People been asking for his album since Love Is Rage fucking dropped. Granted, he was in some label stuff. That was some label stuff, but at the same time, he was like, oh, no, I'm giving up on music. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make this. I'm not going to make that. But, like, they were asking for that shit, like, literally right after he dropped a fucking deluxe album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that was more DJ drama uh, related. DJ drama drama? (laughs) I mean, like, he was holding that shit in hostage, basically. Well, he was signed a drama some kind of way. Generation 9 through Atlantic. But that's what... That's what Uzi was saying. Drama was like, Uzi's in a very favorable contract. Why? Uzi not put, Drama's like, Uzi can put out music anytime Uzi wants to. Uzi the reason he ain't putting out no music. And he's like, I don't know why Uzi not putting out. But then that, that kind of goes to a thing of, That's a funny as, you, as you get older, as you get, as you start to blow up more and more, you start looking at like, dang, why I'm paying these niggas, you feel me? Because then, like, a generation now is like a production company. Yeah. If uh, there's a production company, then there's the record label. Yeah. So, the production company is usually the smaller label or that you assign to that invest in you, that kind of help you blow build your image. And then the record label is, like, just mainly just through distribution. Yeah. Things like that or whatever. So, 
<coughs> an example of a production company would be QC. Yeah. You know, they're a label. They call themselves a label. Yes, they are. But they're, they're really a production company because you can sign to QC and not be signed to any individual label. The same thing with TDE. Okay. Like Kendrick is signed to, Kendrick is a top dog in the scope. School, but he was top dog in the scope. I think J Rock is now a top dog in the scope. But originally, uh, J Rock's first album, well, Nine to Blow Five Nine, that was a uh, top dog. Um, strange music, yeah. and that I'm so it's technically still independent. Yeah, he's just signed the top dog. Yeah, you know. So solo, I ain't heard enough from Absolute. He's gearing up. He's he's just on a new. He's on two. He's on two singles with um Reason that signed the TDE. Yeah, and he's on Janelle Aiko's new album. Mm-hmm. He so he's with it. He's still. He's yeah, still. he's rapping. So it's like okay, you can kind of see it's his time. But Reason keep dropping all these singles. So just like, all right, is Reason coming up next? And then he with TDE too. Yeah, Reason signed the TDE. Nice. Yeah, he, he hard. He more he more of the of all their artists reasons the more straight line. This is a very bad comparison, but reason would be the TDE's equivalency of like a, of like a, a baby or something like that. Like you are all that J Rock. Nah, not like not J-Rock, like they street reason. There's not a distant reason. Reason is the worst rapper on TDE. Oh, okay. but <laughs> at the caliber of rappers yeah. TDE has, that's not yeah. a, that's, that's not a not slight a to him. That's not, that's not a diss. Yeah. He's just the he just happens to be the worst of the rappers. And he's more so like making like a, he's reason more so even the song with Absol's on it's like a street hit. You feel me? Yeah. Like it, like it's a like reasons chasing those like reason oh, need a beat. Reason need a good beat. Not you don't need a good beat because he can reek a really rap. He's all <laughs> okay. over um. That uh, that Dreamville album, yeah, yeah, he like is. he's all over that. Yeah, but like wow. Reason can really rap, but he you can tell like oh he Reason trying to make a hit, yeah, like yeah. absolutely really reaching for a hit. School yeah. but Q ain't really reaching for a hit. Kendrick anything Kendrick drop gonna be a hit regardless. Yeah. J Rock can't really manufacture a hit. You feel me? Reason's like no every song I'm putting out I'm trying, I'm trying to, to swing I'm for tr- the fence. I'm swinging for the fence. This shit trying to be I'm trying to hit top four. I mean that's first. a hell of a chip to have on your shoulder having to compete with all them niggas in your yeah, camp. No, yeah, yeah. all of them are he, fucking mm-hmm. spitting. Yeah, he recently shit Kendrick's gearing up for some shit. Oh, and they yeah. even said Isaiah Rashad's yeah, back Rashad. yes. recording. It's like okay, well shit, we, yeah. we'll be about to get. In fact, Punch tweeted out Isaiah Isaiah Rashad sit me down to play me his album. You know they can talk about it. In fact, in reasons, in one, in one of reasons videos, is to have a milk carton, and in the last, one of the frames of it on the milk carton it says missing, and this is a picture of Isaiah Rashad, and this is having that in the video. And I was like, are these niggas taking shots at this nigga? Oh, that's funny. Talk, is it just a play on words how like Isaiah Rashad just disappeared from the world since his last album, pretty much? So I'm hearing something about Kendrick supposed to be dropping like a rock inspired album. Y'all heard that? Yeah, I, I saw he he's like starting a production company or something. He is starting a production okay. company. But because I want I heard I want a classic. I want a classic Kendrick. I want a Kendrick Lamar album so bad right now. But I want it to be a Kendrick. <laughs> I don't want him to be experimenting right now. I mean, I, I feel like he had, I feel like he has room to experiment because like he's dropped several classic projects. Oh, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> I need him to drop some just some good Kendrick. It's like this music. I mean, even if like even crack. if he did that, I feel like he could he could drop another like untitled, unmastered. Yeah, like right he behind could, it. Yeah, like you gotta some. come the next day though. <laughs> <laughs> here's that rumored reverse album. No, I, I know that rumor you're talking about. When he says more rock inspired. So Kendrick hasn't said that. No one in TV oh, said that. How come every time they say it's rock inspired, it's the same type of rock? Yeah, like how come whenever whenever it's rock inspired, why isn't it never any other? Because other? Sub-genre, you sub-genre remember that one Lil Wayne album. Exactly. Yeah, me neither. Trying to do everybody <laughs> trying to do that shit. Like, there's other subgenres of rock that you can yeah. get into. You can get into alt indie. You can get into see. New that's why. That's why you I can like get into psychedelic rock. That's why you I like. Lil, that's why I like Lil Uzi. Like, if he's coming through with some with some straight emo sad boy shit, like, bro. Even when he dropped part two, 
that's like, oh yeah, this isn't all my friends are dead. It's like I am really fucking depressed, yeah. and I'm up here Millie rocking this shit. Like, yeah, bro, I'm eating that shit up. Yeah, like, Uzi, Uzi be shoot, Uzi be. He be fire. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so what did, what did y'all think of the album though? It's great. It hit me the other day as I'm listening to the first song it's called Baby Pluto. I'm like, why the fuck this shit called Baby Pluto? Yeah. And I'm sitting there just listening to I'm like if you look at the album cover, that's 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 surface level shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we're gonna oh. we're gonna peel back a couple yeah, layers. I was like, oh shit. This nigga rapping like future. Astronaut yeah. status. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Now I gotta go listen again. See, oh, you put me shit. on something else. <laughs> like, like, this yeah, shit, I'm like, oh, this nigga Uzi cheats. His flow, his flows like future when he's rapping out like like future. I'm like, oh, this nigga, this nigga call himself baby future. I'm like, oh, oh, this nigga Uzi the greatest. Bro, and people called him a, they labeled him a mumble rapper. Like, uh, uh, no, this is this is very clear. Uzi? He's so from Philly. Come on, fam. They label Uzi, <laughs> you know? they label Uzi a mumble rapper. Yeah, they, they label most little niggas. If you have a little, if, if you have if you have a fucking SoundCloud link, they're gonna label you a mumble rapper. Yeah. Uh, Uzi, Uzi, they still, I mean, Money Longer is kind of money. It is kind of mumble rap though. But people can say that the Migos are mumble a, a mumble rap. They, they just can't they understand just, their. They just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Migos are they don't like Migos don't aren't mumble rappers. But take off take off the hardest one. Yeah, pe- they yeah. can't understand Takeoff's accent. Takeoff be Takeoff be saying some shit though. If you listen, to him. <laughs> yeah, you if you can hard. process what he's saying, yeah. yeah. No, I think Lucy's album was fun though. It was just yeah. I, I like that. It kind of had that vibe of the Thug album, where it's just yeah. like, fun to listen to. Yeah, it was like, a I good like, like it was a good time. Like I genuinely enjoyed it. Like from the production to like the subject matter to the features, I was like, mm-hmm. yo, this album fucking no, that slaps. It, Even like this song. Feature. Was Sid? Sid. So yeah, was Sid. That's, that's one thing I really yes. enjoy. Like it's twenty it's tracks, amazing. and it's all yeah. Uzi except for that one feature. You know, he just announced that Deluxe is coming, yeah. and Deluxe is oh, gonna yeah, have yeah, a yeah. future. Which all right, yeah, it had to have. I'm future. calling it now. Granted, by the time I hear this, it might be out. But they're gonna do future, same damn time part two. Yeah, it's either <laughs> that or Future's gonna be on Baby Pluto. Like I'm telling you, it's it's gonna happen. And he's but, gonna say astronaut. <laughs> you know, when I listen to Lil Uzi Vert, I always. Turn on the song thinking, let me see what this little nigga gonna say next. Cause he a man, he pulled some shit out of his head. And just that, 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 like the way like, he delivers his punchlines. Yeah, like, 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 how you think of that? Like, yeah, think of that. That's, he's a weird. He just sit down like, yeah, you're a weird little nigga, but you just, you can spit. Yeah, he yeah, can really. Like, from yeah, the head. Like, like Josh said, together. he's really like he really is from Philly. Like, you know, like he came like he was like when he first came out, he he was coming out spitting. Like he was really yeah. Like he's the type of artist that. People kind of like in our age range, maybe a little bit younger, uh-huh. would probably like, you know, would want to be. It's like, all right, a young nigga spitting, you know, anime aesthetics here and there and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like gold chains, driving, like even like the whole drama around his album and like all the shit that comes up with it. Like this nigga was riding on the highway in his car and it's just like an anime bitch on it. I'm like, oh my God. It's Lil Uzi, and he's just like, "Oh shit, let me speed off real quick. You don't put me on the gram." Yeah, like the whole, like the whole situation. It's just fun. Yeah, but every time I see a video of the little dude, it's like he doing some shit, like and just walk it off, and like it's crazy. That's why it's funny. But and then, but when he rap, it's like different. Like, damn, this ain't the same little dude I see. Like, now he rap about some gun shit, about some drug shit. Rapping, he he look like, like, oh, like I will shoot you. Like I remember, he pulled up on somebody, and he had that, I will beat your ass look on his face. I'm like, bro, you're all of five three. (laughs) They said he had another rapper running from him around, running from him around Philly or something. Yeah, God, I can't remember who it was. No, they said Uh, Uzi's affiliate is a. Think of what you think of, of Uzi. 
Mm-hmm. But the niggas that be around Uzi are all real Philly niggas, like really Philly street niggas. Oh shit! So I was like, I, I remember that one. I think it was um, he was like, it wasn't a Paramore song he was singing. Uh, it was some pop rock. Song. Yeah, and he was just turning up, and it was just like hood niggas, just like the gun tuck, just like you know the fucking vibes. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's the weird nigga in the clique. Yeah, just, that's yeah, just the one that happened to blow yeah, up. Yeah, that's the homie. He sampled the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, bro, he sampled the back. He sampled, sampled the, the pin. He sampled the pinball song from everybody's computer. Yeah, he, that he shit was, said, when I heard when I heard that song, that shit was killing me. It's like, yo, it, this song, this what is it? It's from says, a game. Yeah, they, but I says, don't know what. I'm yeah, not, it's I was the pinball. Gonna say, I was yeah. gonna say uh, Mega Man. I was like, this Mega Man, Legends. No, no, no. He's like. It's the pinball. It's the pinball game. He's like, oh shit, bro. Even like the song where he sampled uh, "Way Back," mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, yeah. I fucking loved "Way Back." Yeah. <laughs> All my niggas got mid top black Air ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know the fucking vibes. They riding. Yeah, man. Return of talk. That's it. Yeah, as soon as I, I like that, I, I, honestly, honestly, more, way more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, I almost yeah. burst into tears when Urgency came on. I was like, "Yo, this nigga spin." Uh, Urgency, uh, Homecoming, Homecoming is a hard song. Homecoming hard. Oh, was that? Venetia. Venetia. Oh my Venetia's hard. Oh, Venetia's hard. Secure the bag. Hard. Yeah. This is a gang. <laughs> yeah. This is a gang. That way, bro. Like, give this, give this album a listen. I really fucked with it. Um. Shit, I was talking to my homie at work yesterday. I was like, "Yo, bro, if you listen to that new that new Uzi," he was like, "No, I haven't." Then put it on his headphones. Like, this shit, like this shit, kind of rides. He was saying like the only thing that was kind of weird is how it was mixed. And I'm like, I'm. That shit is spacey. That's, it was. Really I'm not spacey. really. I'm not really versed on that, so I'm gonna defer to Josh. I listened. To, I listened to it on my iPhone, so I can't really say too much about it. Yeah, the mix itself. Okay. So. But but let me ask y'all something. Y'all gonna put me on something right quick. I'm on Twitter right after Lil Uzi Vert album drop, and everybody keep referencing Playboy Cardi or some Cardi. Why? Oh yeah, what, because what's, secure, what's like security, like security bag, 100. Like the style of Playboy Cardi, like what you think Playboy Cardi style is, the way of rapping, that is his style. But it's just like you can understand, you can actually understand what he's saying. Like when Lil, when Lil Uzi did it, you can understand what he's saying. So what kind of goes harder? Yeah, but it's still like Playboy's. It's still like Playboy Cardi's the way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, I still don't get that. Shout out to Giselle. But yeah, I was like, I was kind of like hoping like he would hop, like he would hop on that song. But it's just like it's still, ju- it's still just as hard. Like he even he didn't even notice me. So like still, still like certain like certain phrases like repeat like repeating certain phrases like the way the bait like the baby voice. It's, it's <laughs> so he just okay. So that's why everybody. I was like, I mean, they're, they're homies though. So it's, it's okay. They're homies. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think it's okay. Like he's still he's no static or anything. Okay. One thing I can say about this album, it is you can tell he's the influence from his contemporaries. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, you can kind of hear the future. You can kind of hear the thug. You can kind of hear um, the Playboy Cardi's. Like you can hear it in his music that he's making. He influenced well, a lot of people too, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He so it's rappers So yeah, it's. It's good. Like this is a great Lil Uzi Vert album. Like I don't think any other, I don't think any other rapper can make this album. You feel yeah, me? It, yeah. it definitely confirmed what I thought about uh, Lil Uzi because I never really listened to Lil Uzi, but I would see some of the clips of him rapping of the snippets. Like it'll be like stu- you know you know on tour like you know just in the studio rapping over beats mm-hmm. and kind of like the way that he would just like automatically just kind of like just hop on a beat. 
the way, I guess, like the talent level that he was on, when it's just like, oh yeah, I just got something written right here on this beat right there. But I never really listened to like some the most of the song, like the only song I really listened to was maybe like Money Longer and Neon Guts. Yeah, like Neon, those, like Neon those are the only two songs that I really I didn't I, I didn't listen to their previous <laughs> album, but it really affirmed Shit, for me because like the, like the, the snippets of the songs that I heard of him spitting, it kind of like reaffirmed. But it's like okay. Lil Uzi, he really knows how to find pockets. Like, he's really, really good at finding pockets and just, like, exploiting pockets in the beat. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of songs on that album where it's just like, yes, that's what exactly what I was expecting from the album. That's what I really wanted from Lil Uzi, just from the snippets of hearing him rap. I might have, I probably will need to go back and listen to his older stuff to see if some of that was already there. But when it comes to just pure... Wordplay and flow, like Lou Uzi is is very very. He's I mean I, I would consider him up there when it comes to like finding pockets and stuff like that with like like with Thug and and Future. But just the fact that he's yeah. a little bit newer doesn't have as much material out. But he's still the ability is there. Yeah, he surprised yeah. me. He yeah. surprised me. For yeah, real. it's because you know what I listen to. Yeah, yeah, it's a great piece of work. And he surprised me. Yeah. Again, he's 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 a Philly nigga. All right. Anybody listen to the Sugar by Megan Thee Stallion? I know this. I know we. I know we are not her demographic. Tell her little EP. Yeah, I tried to. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I gave it a little run through. I, I mean, I really do. I really like Megan Thee Stallion, and I appreciate everything that oh, she brings I think we to all the table. Like Megan Thee Stallion. No, I love her, but I and everything I'll that she you. brings to. I'll fight you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight. <laughs> God damn it! I'll fight every nigga. <laughs> Niggas in this bitch. What? <laughs> what did you say? But um, <laughs> no, no. Like she, like she really is a great rapper. Like even like way back, like years ago, when I saw like one of her first freestyle videos, mm -hmm. I was like, damn, she's a female pimp. C. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. shouts out to her. And then seeing her blow up like last year, going into this year, yeah. and then her kind of having that label. Uh, Troubles that she was Kerfluffle. going through, kerfluffle. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't letting her put out music and shit. And then lo and behold, she was able to drop this project. So yeah, you shit. know, shit, sometimes shit. you just got to be vocal. Contracts suck. We get it. But you got to read your contract, man. I mean, I think uh, I did it. A, I gave it a, a run through the EP. Um, the beats is. Eh. I, I mean, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's it's a mid. It, it's a mid, but. I mean, there's some bright spots on. There's like two songs that's kind of hit, but yeah, you know. Savage. Yeah, Savage. Savage, Savage is a good track. B I T C H. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I love that song just because yeah. it's a it's a homage to Tupac's. Yeah, I, I'd rather be in uh, G G. Yeah, yeah. we can yeah. get drunk and smoke weed yeah. all day. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's all right, shit. I I see what you were doing with that. So I fuck with it for that aspect. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's it's cool. I'm not in Megan Thee Stallion's demographic. No. The only way I can like really listen to the music is why not? Me think why I'm not in her demographic. Because yeah. it's just not misogyny. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's, I try to, I try my hardest not to be misogynistic. But this one is just like you rapping yeah. about yeah. fucking the niggas. Yeah. And like even if you talk about robbing and scamming nigga, all right, that's fine, whatever. But niggas talk about fucking bitches. But that's yeah, but I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ain't sucking dick. Oh, she talking about fucking somebody other than me? I got to turn this down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not spitting. I mean, her 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 demographic is the women. The women gonna go up for her. I can appreciate yeah. the rapper. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna support it. But you know, yeah. I don't yeah, like, necessarily have to listen. I have to listen to it under in the aspect of oh, she's a female Pimp yeah. C. Like oh, listening to Pimp C and what I get from his verses, yeah. I can say okay, if I would. If I would let my son listen to Pimp C, I would say I would have to let my daughter listen to Megan yeah. Thee Stallion. You feel mm, me? Yeah, and no be no like, problem. okay. But if you, 
if you look at like a male female demographic, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. If you, what about a female singer? That singer, you got any female singer that sing songs that you like? Yeah, plenty. I mean, I, I think I probably would. I fuck with female singers, female artists. Over males. <laughs> yeah, I think I would like me more inclined to listen to a female like R&B singer than a rapper. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's a bias. But you know what I'm saying just, it, yeah. I'm, the only thing I can say it is the misogyny in me that okay. you know. Yeah. I don't. I try to the downplay, but just like. Again, it's nothing wrong. Like Savage is a hit. I, yeah. I can fuck with that song. It's like I get it. I get the appeal of it. It's just not something like I was listening to the other day and like I had my windows down. Yeah. And I was like driving through the market. And I was like, yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna windows. roll. I'm gonna turn this down and roll my windows. Down. <laughs> it's, it's not something I would like vibe to on the regular. Savage. But if it is on, <laughs> but if it's on like at, at the function <laughs> or whatever, I'm gonna bob my head yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I'm gonna vibe. Catch some torque to it. And you know, yeah, of course, of course. But like, like, I would I be. Can, bro, I, let that shit come on at the strip club. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, shit, boy. The strip club song, man. Man. You know the first time I heard um Rex on Rex on Rex it was in Magic City? Ooh, damn. Oh, damn. Wow. What an experience. How much, That's legendary. How much did you throw? <laughs> Everything I had. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, what did you say? You was at Onyx one time when Rihanna was there? I was at, um, I wasn't at Onyx. I was at, uh. Follies? Nope. I was in Miami. King of Diamonds. I was in yeah, KOD. Yeah. And Rihanna was there. KOD. We had a pre-podcast talk about KOD. Mm-hmm. You, what? y'all was in KOD. <laughs> yeah. But this was the second time when we was in Miami. But the first time I was in Miami, I saw. Was it? Doc, Rihanna wasn't there when we was She there. went in with y'all. Okay, so the first time I went to KOD, she came. I, I wouldn't have forgotten that. Because mm-hmm. nah, I would have been in there trying to shoot my shot. Couldn't get close to her. <laughs> I wouldn't have had been close. Yo, Rihanna. <laughs> She would just see me up here just making the shooting motion. Yeah, I see. All right, bring the jester in. (laughs) Best strip club I've ever been to was Houston, the Houston, Texas. I went to um, V Live. V Live in Houston. Best strip club I've ever been to. Okay, okay, so hear me out. What is your controversial truth? What you mean by that? What is what is an opinion of the best? Why is it the best? No, no. What is your opinion, just in general? That you have that, you have that maybe that, nobody else in this yeah, world shares. Yeah, like you, this is a hill you are willing to die on. Ugo, you're next. Just get ready. Get ready. Yeah, mm. We usually start this off at the beginning of the podcast, but you know, it's a nice way to end it. We're gonna we're gonna end it here. Y'all gotta come back to me. What controversial truth? Can y'all come back to me? Yeah, right. come back Ugo. To uh, that, that's a hard question. That's a hard question. Yeah. It could be about music. It could be about movies. It could be about, t- it could be about anything. It could be about you life. Know? It could be about flying people out. It could yeah. be, you know. <laughs> it could be like you're down for this world propaganda. I'm not that down. Would, for that, <laughs> that would be a controversial truth. Because it is controversial. Um, so we had a collection like Ken. Shout out to Ken. He said that the Black Album by Jay Z was overrated. We had um, Shannon, who's not here today. She said that being mixed is not fun. Um, uh, Giselle said that oh, yeah. she didn't like Hendrix. Yeah, she, Giselle said that she didn't like Hendrix. Hendrix was some mid. Hendrix is hard. Hendrix is Thank you. People might get mad at me for this, but. Stand oh, on your hill, let brother. It, let it fly. This I is a safe space. To pimp the butterfly was not was it went all that hard. It wasn't a fun album to listen to. All right, I'll give you that. 
It, it just uh, I did, there's some joints on it, but it's just that was a heavy album. It was a lot to digest. I, mean, I can yeah, it wasn't a fun. Yeah, it definitely was. It was a fun dense. Album. Yeah, no, I mean it, I, I I get it. I get the album. It's a but, it's but a it, it it's definitely not. It ha- I have to be like in the speak. Speaking of our, that trip from Miami, he's having pre podcast. Temple Butterfly dropped the day I was getting on the plane. Yep, that's the first album I ever bought on my phone. We started listening to yeah. it, and we were like, it before, it before, "We should listen to this right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, before I played, I was on a it, it play Peacoat by Future. Yeah, I was on some. Uh, I was on one of them bad airplanes. Um, like. What's some shit? Frontier. Frontier. Or I was oh, like, okay. Frontier. Yeah. Yeah. On Spirit or some shit like that. Flying to Miami. That was the first album I bought. I don't know about this old Kendrick drop. Shit, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, it's going to be a long on. slingshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah put it, that on there. It, it was, I understand the impact of it. it mm-hmm. It's just, oof, it's I didn't no. really fully get that album until I came home from work one day. Nobody was home. And I like, I went in my bathroom and I hit the gravity bong like once, maybe twice. And then by the second one, I just coughed and like fell down to the floor and just sat there for like an hour, listened to the whole album. And I was like, I came out of my bathroom with euphoria. I was like, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. This nigga on some different shit right now. Like, bro. And that kind of. I'm not saying it set the standard going forward, but like things definitely changed when this album came out. Yeah. Like you had no choice but to acknowledge Kendrick and the impact that he had on like the industry. Yeah, what he did, what he did for like black, how's plays on Mars to different styles of black music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great piece of work, but it's such a he- heavy and dense listen. It's not something I would ever tell somebody to go and listen to. Like, hey, yeah, I, I just got I don't paid. Think, I'm about to go throw in that to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, I don't think anyone just rides around listening to Pimp a Butterfly, no yeah. matter how much you love Kendrick. Yeah. If, the, if a song from Pimp a Butterfly comes on shuffle, I'm usually skipping the song because like, I'm just. Yeah. I was, I was, I, was, I, was I slick was right. I would listen to Mama. I mean, I did until I understood it, and then I tried to understand every aspect of it. So I rode around with it for a while, but then after I got it, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I, I just think like honestly, it's just like the snit, the the ending poems got too annoying. That's the only reason why I really stopped. Like I, 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 I it'll be a random song on the album. I still enjoy. It. Like I, I listen to funk. I listen to the other genres that he was doing. Like I was, I think I was doing like my radio show at the same time. So yeah. it was like I was, I, I was listening to the same genre that he was trying. Yeah, to Yeah, that's a, anyway. that's another reason I kind of like appreciated to uh, awaken my love. Because it kind of had, like, oh, yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah. in that same that vein, great, but it was great, more digestible. Project. You know, because it, it was more funky. It was more popular. Mm-hmm. That, let, that came out around the same, not the same time. No, right? uh, no. It was, it was like, like, it, it was like two years it. after. Yeah, but that, that stretch. Um, what else? Uh, I see that the table came out. Mm-hmm. The butterfly came out. And at the same time, I kept waiting for someone to write an article, which we have a website now, guys. So mm-hmm. we're going to be producing articles on there. We'll plug but, the link later. Yeah, but it's on... I wanted someone to do like a compare and contrast between a seat at the table and to pimp a butterfly because they sold two halves of the same story. You feel me? And uh, no one did that. And that's like a collection, like just like new age black albums that talk about the black experience of today's time, which I think that's like like that's a a thing no one has like explored yet. So, yeah, something's gonna come soon. And that's that on that. And that's that Check. on that. Yeah. that's that on that. All right. That's that on that. Brother. 
I don't think I really have one. I mean, no, I, 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 I say so many things sometimes just for a good argument that I don't even believe in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Sometimes you need people like that yeah, to get, should, to get the conversation family. started. Yeah, I, I just like to shake the table. I just like to shake the table. <laughs> All right, what's the what's album that you think is either overrated or one that you think is very, very underrated? One that I think is very, very underrated. Like personally, I think best thing smoking my young dro is a southern classic that we don't talk about. Yeah, that was hard. That was hard. Um That was hard. An album that I think is overrated or underrated. Mm-hmm. I still ain't been able to get into that new Solange joint. Oh, oh, no. <sighs> I ain't really home. It. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not a the country. I'm not a there fan. we have. Not a Ooh. fan. That's my. Is that a, that that was that a country? Y'all y'all feel when different. We did, when we did our end of the year list, I think everyone said. I think everyone had that album. If there is not not their favorite album <clears throat> from last year, what? it was when my I get home. Three. That Meek Mill was my favorite album from last year. Beat me was like number five for me, I think. That championships? No, it was like number seven. Championships was hard. No hezzy. It was uh, from when I it finish. was when I get home, followed by bandana. I, that bandana I, was hard. That bandana was hard. I I liked the first the but that wasn't previous free. Solange album. So you didn't I, like that. Yeah, I liked that a lot better too. Yeah, no. I don't know. I just couldn't. It, it was some songs in it. It just seemed like she was recording when she was high. I just like no, no, it's a, no. <laughs> yeah, again, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Speaking specifically to those two albums, they are this uh, different sides of the same coin. So I see at the table is like all the stress, all the stress of being a black, and specifically a black woman, comes along with, and like everything you personally have to deal with, and the pain, the torment. Now, as I said, like so I'm surprised no one compared that to to Pimple Butterfly. Mm-hmm. But I see that. on my way home is the pleasures of being black. Yeah. It's okay. I gave you all this dark, heavy shit. Yeah. Now this is just light. This is me having fun with this sound that I that's really that's what I, I really enjoy. And it also does the same thing. It plays in the different styles of black music and things like that. Like it's it is great. even how it starts out when she's just repeating the same shit over again. It's a it's a it's a mantra. It's like you wake up every morning and she's like, I saw things I imagined. Mm-hmm. I saw things and yeah, you're just yeah. saying it in different ways. And once you look at it like that, like the whole album is just her expressing herself as like I enjoy being black. Not to say necessarily not on some Charlemagne, you know, black privilege, not like anything yeah. like that. <clears throat> but like being black is this heavy shit that I gave you before, but being black is also this beautiful thing that it's a pleasure to experience. I'm gonna give me? it another chance, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's chance. a great it's a great project. I'll always make me give music another chance off on three piece podcast. Thank you, sir. The Put On Podcast. Put On. <clears throat> A.K.A. The White Woman Podcast. A.K.A. The Podcast that's about to wrap up right now. A.K.A. It has been episode 49 of Three Piece Set Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reporting live from Dead End Studios. We're about to slide out. As always, you can follow me at Speedwagon X on Twitter. You can follow us all collectively at Three Piece Set Pod with the website uh, name coming soon you can check us out on instagram as always you should like and subscribe josh where should we find you i know jones everywhere ugo plug yourself everywhere plug plug everything that you own uh yeah uh you can follow me on twitter uh let's go underscore ugo or let's go ugo on twi- on instagram uh follow gpg podcast oh yeah gpg on um instagram and twitter um so- Hey, subscribe to us. Uh, we're gonna put our uh, website back up soon, so it's all right. What, what do you think y'all talk about on the podcast? 
research real quick. Man, everything under the sun, man. Yeah. Um, we just, a, a lot of times we just kind of come in and we just have a conversation. Just a lot of what um, one of our friends have described our podcast as is just niggas in the kitchen just posted up. <laughs> bullshit and just talking about politics, talking about life, just, um, I think, I think the last episode, uh, we were just talking about, like, just being adult in 2020, just how, like, how different it is, and, like, you, you know, your parents can give you advice, but it, it's, oh, it's a different game, bro. it's a different game, yeah, they can only tell you so much, right, like, it's, it's, the game was different, like, you'd be able to afford a house and then a house and a family off for, like, $25,000, right, now, it's, it's different, so, you know, we just, we just talk about life shit, just, you know, stuff people can relate to, you know, okay. so, yeah. Relatable content. Yeah. Yes, sir. Jamel, where you where you at? I'm plug plug myself. Tr- plug yourself. I Everything. Got, I got two. I got two um social medias. I got a Twitter and an Instagram. My Twitter's handle is, uh, I think it's the Tarface Gorilla. That's my Twitter handle, and my Instagram handle is Tarface POW POW Prisoner of War. Right. Tarface. Okay. I I I. Ashton, where you at? Um, you can follow me on Twitter Bring at it home. Ash underscore the underscore Stampede. You can follow me on A underscore Santana everywhere else. Three Piece Set is your favorite bi-weekly podcast. Yeah. Thank y'all for having me. As always, it's been the most good production. Yeah.